know this. Introducing the original Blood Clad Podcast, not PS. Tooling Semantic. Special dedication all the way from New York. Boom! Yeah, man. SWT Semantic. Yeah, man. Boom! Tooling Semantic. Yeah, man. Big ups to the man. Tooling Semantic. Welcome to another episode of Soothing Semantics. I am your host, Rafi Pinsky. Make sure to subscribe, like, share, leave your comments. This episode is going to be a good one. Today, we have Sarah Moore. Do you go by Sarah Dawn Moore or Sarah Moore? Sarah Dawn. That's my... Okay, okay Sarah Dawn. Yeah. Okay, we'll do... We'll switch it to D-O-N. Sarah the D- Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> ding ding I'm sure right? that just fulfilled many men's fantasies. Right. Well, yeah. Well, I, w- I wasn't saying Dom. D O M. I was saying D O M. Either way, we can whatever works for you. <laughs> okay. So, Sarah uh, considers herself a a men's advocate. Okay. And what's interesting about Sarah is, instead of a lot of the female coaches out there now who are advocating for for women and you know really trying to help women, which you do simultaneously, your focus has become more so helping men really understand what they need to do to, Mm -hmm. you know, to properly date, you know, and in that while doing so it's helping you learn as well. Yes. You know, and and I really love what you're doing and it's incredible guys. She had, Sarah had 11,000 followers, I think two days ago. And now she's gotten Every time I look at it, it's insane. 52.9. You're almost at 53. What is happening? That's what happens when you put out good shit. That's what happens. You know, it's funny because I want to ask you a question. Um, I think that because I'm adapting, right? As I, as I get feedback from people and especially from men, because I'm making, I mean, I want to make the content as relevant as possible, but what is it that is resonating? Because is it a woman that is just not speaking the BS is, is like understanding that where we're at, is kind of messed up and let's like let's just be honest about polarity and what we need in relationships like i'm trying to figure out why men are so are responding so fervishly is it because they want to send their stuff to their wives probably they're probably they're probably living vicariously through you and they're very happy that you're saying the things they wish they could say they don't want to sleep on the couch for two weeks so maybe if they if they deliver the information from Sarah Dawn, they're like, okay, it wasn't me. But you agree with her. It's like, I know, but, <laughs> but it's her saying it, not me. I know, but what's so funny about that is that if they did, sometimes, right, like you do need to speak up. You do need to have a voice to your wife and say something because then she might respect you more. Then you might end up getting laid more. That probably if you would were be to the put- case if you were to put your foot down, you know, and, and instead of going to the hotel, there's something called competition anxiety. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's women who, you know, they basically think if if they don't know what you're doing and if a husband walks out and leaves and says, peace, I'm not going to tolerate this disrespect. You're going to have some pretty good makeup sex or you're going to get divorced. Like what? So you might as well just, (laughs) Which way are you going to go? You know, I'd, I'd roll the dice 50-50. It's so interesting. I, I, I want to ha- continue having this. I, I want to just backtrack a bit and discuss yeah. how you got into this. Uh, your shirt, <laughs> your shirt men matter. I love it. <laughs> what I think people, it, I could be wrong, but I think you've mentioned it before is women might think you're some kind of like female simp or something where you're, you're trying so hard to support <laughs> men where you're on the, uh, the almost the opposite end of the spectrum. And I don't, I don't personally see it that way. I just think that you're you're helping this, you know, the way we are now is that women are so, uh, there's such a strong idea of feminism now where anything men say or do is toxic Mm -hmm. and you're kind of getting our back now. You're kind of like, Hey guys, I got you. You know? Yeah. They call, they call me the white knight. Are you white knighting for men? And I, yeah, sure. Whatever you want to call it. But the thing is, is, I have a history of this. I have four brothers. They're my best friends, amazing men. Um, I've talked, I talk about this in my stuff and, you know, other podcasts. And I've talked about this 
the reason why I'm doing this. You know, I lost my dad when I was really young and growing up without a father with a mother that kind of fed me that you don't need a man go, you know, be a successful career woman, go get the C-suite jobs. And I believed that, you know, I believed like, oh, well, men will, men will love me even if I'm, you know, a workaholic or I don't, I don't need to be a mom, you know, all the things that feminism tells you, I just believed. And I really didn't, I really thought to myself, like, what, what value does a man bring to my life? basically besides just sex but there's actually a a lot that I've learned at 37 years old you know in the dating environment and being single and realizing how I was emasculating men and didn't even know some of the subtle ways that I was doing it so all of this really is coming out of like learnings and mistakes that I've made and my original intent was to speak to women and now I'm finding that a lot of men are, are coming to, to me, forwarding their stuff. And, and I'm turning a lot of women off. But doesn't that say something? Like, doesn't that say where we are in society? That even a woman potentially siding, it's like that we're just these opposing forces that are really quite angry at each other. But I really think that we want nothing more than to be with each other but we can't figure out how to do it. It's, it's, it's like kids on the playground that want to play, but they're just too stubborn and angry to admit that they just want to play. hundred <laughs> percent. This divide isn't good. We're, we're starting to divide. It's a weird thing. It's almost as if we're having this political debate with conservative and, li- and liberalism and we're men and women here, meaning well, the, technically, you know, liberals and conservatives both live in America and should be getting along. We're living in the same country. So mm-hmm. men and women need to need to get together. At the end of the day, we, we do need each other. So I think it's very important that we kind of figure things out. What's funny is that I think women now with the freedoms and independence that they have, have to decide whether they want to be more relationship focused or more independent, casual sex focused. And the more they go down the modern rabbit hole, the modern woman empowered independent rabbit hole, and they become more and more so, then I think it's going to become more casual and less relationship oriented. And it's not to say they should sit in the kitchen all day. It's great to have a career, make your money, do your thing. 100%. The further you move away from traditionalism as a woman, I think the harder it's going to be to find that balance with a guy because you're going to you're going to have an issue with the gender roles. And I think that we should have those roles to a degree. So uh, at the end of the day, if you want to be more independent and more modern, so to speak, then it doesn't really, you know, as men, men want sex anyhow. So it's just making it easier for us. Uh, It's it's to to, to society's detriment, to society's detriment. And I have a real problem with, with thinking that sex is casual. that's just never been that way for me. It's never been in my mindset. My mo- my mother would tell me to close my legs and my brothers would tell me to put a, a, sh- a longer skirt on because you look, mm. <laughs> you're, you're portraying a certain uh, look when you go out looking a certain way. And now sexual revolution is saying that, no, embrace that. Like let those cheeks out, let those cheeks flow. And I mean, I'm, I'm still relatively young not like i'm a 50 year old telling your you know your grandma like shaming me to put some clothes on but at the same time it's like i don't think that women are really happy with that they say that they are they say that they're you know celebrating their sexuality but you know i i think deep down if you ask a lot of women who especially are my age have made it this far without a relationship a long-term relationship i think they're longing to find someone and they're regretful that they wasted time or that they, they, they made some of the mistakes that I made, but it's really hard to look at yourself in the mirror and admit that to people, especially in public, especially saying it to, to a men in, in general, like women have a hard time with accountability. Why do you think that is? Because personally, I think that they think, you know, men have taken up all this space in society, right, as the, you know, kind of the formidable gender. And now we're just, we're just kind of getting, 
we're just kind of getting our traction as far as becoming powerful. So if we admit fault, if we admit like we're wrong, if we admit that like we need you, we lose power. So women are becoming some of the worst types of men, right? Like power hungry, uber egotistical, like can't admit they're wrong. You know, those types of guys Mm -hmm. and they're, and they're like kind of repulsive. We don't really, Mm -hmm. we never really like those types of guys. We're just like, Oh God, his ego is like reeking. And, but women are seeing that. And I think that they're, they're kind of adopting that because if you admit defeat and if you admit that you were wrong, there's shame that comes with that. And there's like a, you have to change your behavior. And they're so, they're so, they were so want to hold on to their power. They don't want to give their power up to a man. But in all actuality, like my godmother was an amazing person. And she showed me that you can be incredibly feminine and incredibly beautiful and have a man wrapped around your finger. You just have to learn the ways of a man. You, you can learn these things and have a man be supportive and still be so strong. It doesn't mean that you have to have behaviors that are masculine-like in order to gain power. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't agree more. I, I, when you're not trying to battle your husband or your, your boyfriend, and obviously there are going to be arguments. I don't expect a woman to be a robot. At the same time, when you are submissive and you allow the guy to lead, uh, you know, if he can, meaning the, I think the mm-hmm. issue in a lot of relationships is the man isn't really a very capable leader. And so that's the woman true. doesn't feel like she can give herself to him. So that's another challenge that men have to make sure they can take care of. They have to be able to do the, their job as a leader. There's a, there are clients of mine, they're in their 80s, this older couple. Uh, I sold a property for them a couple of months back. And the dynamic you're talking about was very clear with their relationship. She is an outspoken woman. She's a strong woman, but she's, she's submissive to him. He's a very wealthy guy. He's a real estate investor, very prideful, but he's a good person. He's just, you know, he's stubborn. He's, he knows how to do business. He's a tough businessman, but he really cares about her opinion. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even going to hire me. He didn't want to hire me. He was trying to sell the property on his own. And I followed up and I called him on the phone. I called him up on the phone and he said, Hey, Rafi, listen, I'm not, I'm not listing it. You hear her in the background. He, she goes, Bob, he's got this. Let him do it. You know, she goes, <laughs> he goes, well, you heard my wife. He honors her, her, her opinion. He cares. But when certain things need to be done, she knows to back off and let him take the lead. Yeah. You know, so depending on what it is, she goes, listen, Bob said so. That's what it is. So I think. And how interesting healthy- is it that like my boss, you know, I don't. I don't necessarily challenge my boss on certain things because he has gained my respect. He has gained, you know, my trust. He's fought for me. He's helped me get promotions. He's done all these things for me. Right. And so I don't, I don't necessarily challenge him at anything, a bunch of stuff. Cause he's, he's my leader. Right. Mm-hmm. I trust him, but, but then there's a breakdown, right? Like how do we not have that type of, there's like a reverence that needs to happen on both sides, right? You have reverence for your wife, you have reverence for your husband in different aspects. And I, I believe that we're losing that. I, lo- I think we're losing that in the dating process as well, because the reverence for sex and what men used to have to do in order to get it is not it's not happening anymore. You used to have to call, 100%. set a date, take call, you know, Meet when the are Paris. You, you when are you available? Sometimes. Yeah, like there was like a, a a respect that had to be had for this exchange, but we knew it back then. It's like it was, and it was okay. It was still okay to have that type of reverence, but now it's what? Why? Why would a man? Women are. It's it's like what came first, the chicken or the egg? Are women making it? <laughs> Are they giving it up too soon? So now men aren't necessarily having to try as hard and being as good of leaders or because, because men really look at women as motivation a lot of the times and, and family and being a provider as motivation. So like, what is your motivation now? If you don't have that, I don't know. I'm not a man. You tell me. I think both of us, you know, men and women are both losing motivation being that Men want to provide most anyhow. Some don't want to do shit. And that's that's Mm -hmm. another issue. Men want to provide and women want 
to be taken care of. They want the security. So if women are making all this money and they, they tend to want to date up, you know, they're hypergamous by nature. The more she makes, the harder it is for her to find that guy. There's a smaller pool of men that actually fit that bill. Mm. So, you know, it's so important that men can be the best leader possible and really be the best version of themselves. But now that women have so many options, I think so many men feel like they'll never be worthy. And so mm. I think we're seeing a trend where women are becoming more successful, more ambitious that they, they can make. I mean, you know, you talk about OnlyFans, not that I respect that sort of thing very much, but hey, they're killing it. I mean, mm -hmm. so when you have a woman, a woman's making a million dollars a month. She's like, how many guys do I know that make a million dollars a month? Zero, maybe, mm. maybe three. So she's got all the money in the world. Now she ha I feel like she, she has a man's brain now. She thinks, okay, well, I have all the security. I don't need anyone to take care of me. She's essentially become the man she's wanted to date. There's a guy, Rolo Tomasi. I actually DM'd him and I, I sent him your info, by the way. I really want you guys to do an episode. I'm working on doing an episode with him. He's been, he's been running away from me. Though. If, Rolo, I know you're going to be watching this. Stop running away. He, he's agreed multiple times. And then he just, he, he was in Miami recently. He's like, hey, Rafi, where, where are you located? And then he's like, oh, I had to leave early. Keeps ducking me, but I'm going to get him. Well, I'll find him. We'll find him. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get him. There's no question. Because uh, otherwise, he's, I'm just going to keep pestering him. And I think he's going to get sick of it. No, but we're cool. We're cool. Uh, so he mentioned, he mentioned this concept. And it really blew my mind. He said that women who are becoming so incredibly successful now are oftentimes becoming the men that they want to be with. And so mm -hmm. no man they look for is really good enough because they're content with who they are. They're like, well, I'm good looking. I have what I need. I have my vibrator. I have those mm -hmm. occasional guys I can sleep with if I want to. So they kind of develop a single guy's frame, right? So like, right. Oh, I'm, I'm okay. And so every man that comes along, they tend to, I think, shoo away and it becomes very challenging for them. So it's not to say that a woman, again, shouldn't be independent, but I don't know if that should be a woman's primary focus. And it can be if you want it to be, but do you want to be 55 with three cats? Is that what you're most happy with? I think most women would say no. <laughs> right. And, or, you know, what I've relegated myself to is I was actually reading a book last night Warren Farrell, he wrote The Boy Crisis. He's he's very, he was a feminist. That. Yeah, now he's he's moved more so into the realm of like trying to understand what our boys need to be better men. He writes, he's very research-based, but one of the things that he said was so interesting was that women will date, right, um, across or up, typically up, men date across and down, but what, but unnecessarily, women can date across and down but here's the difference it was like 85 percent of executive women who make over 100 grand right are like single and then the you know 15 percent of them have married up which is very again small pool with men who are top executives 87 percent of them have have wives that don't work so the interesting part is that oh, women have to be the women have Men have paid for their wives and you're okay with that because you know that wives don't come for free because you, you paid for prom, you pay for mm -hmm. movies, you pay men understand this concept. I see it all the time in my comments. We do it gladly. Women, we want to. Exactly. But so, so we want equality in the name of feminism. And we have done all these things, right. To gain these jobs with what, over the past 20 years, right? Like women are graduating more from, from school. We're making more money. So why is it not okay for me to date a man who is making less and not disrespect him? He's got to, he has to rise up and be okay with that dynamic. But a woman also has to shift in her brain that says, what, what, how did money is money equated to the love and respect that I have for a man? I've dated many men who have not made as much as me. It doesn't matter. Like I've, I've, it doesn't, for me, again, I'm not 20. I'm not miss hyper. What is that? Hypergamous. I'm not looking for somebody to rear my children. So maybe your, my options have dwindled a little bit and I'm 100% okay with saying that, but I'm also more open because I'm more mature and I know being in shitty relationships with people, what it's like. And now you're just at this age, you're like, I just want a good man. <laughs> I just want a good relationship. And it doesn't, money is so little of the equation and if i make enough for us to go take a trip to cancun 
it's our money. And you're happy to do that for the remainder of a relationship. Meaning say you make 250 and a guy makes 60 grand. Yeah. You feel that genuinely, as long as he's given you, is giving you good. um, I want to, instead of good dick, I want to find a funny word. (laughs) (laughs) As long as, as, okay. Either way, as long as he's given you good meat. Sure. Do you feel do you feel that 60k will be enough genuinely throughout the entire relationship? Don't you feel like there might be times where you kind of stick it to him even if you love him you you're really carrying the you're carrying it. Well, I think that both of us get resentful on uh, uh, for different things. I mean, mm-hmm. I think men get resentful for women for not giving them enough sex. I think that women would I'd probably get annoyed with him not being able to provide as much, but at the end of the day, if a man you know, like yourself, very masculine, very leadership, like was leading the household in different ways and, and, and putting me in my place when I need to be put in my place. Like there is amount of respect that you can, ha- that you can get from that, that money does not buy. I think the money is part of it though. I think it's mm. it, being that leader and being that dominant person, a component of that is the financial end of it. That's how I feel. So mm-hmm. I can be strong. I can have muscles. I can be, be, you know, physically able to protect you from another dangerous person, whatever the case may be. But I want money to be in the equation as well, because I can say I can also financially provide, I can provide security, I can provide, you know, the, the physical end of things, but I also want to be able to provide the financial end of things. So this is where mm-hmm. it's all encompassing. I can, I'm, I'm, I'm versatile, you know? Mm-hmm. So for me, it's important. I, I'm friends with guys who are not the breadwinners. I couldn't do it, honestly. Yeah. Maybe if there's a, there, listen, there, anything can happen. There can be, a, I can be a business owner and some of my investments go to shit. And now I'm in a really tough spot and I wouldn't predict it. And now my wife is, is taking on the brunt of the expenses. It's going to hurt me. It's going to really suck. But if I, if I have a good partner, great partner, she'll be like, listen, I love you. I, you know, I understand what you're going through, yada, yada, but I don't want that to be the norm. I want to bounce mm. back you know, and hopefully we have a great partnership where we can do that. She helps me mentally and she pushes me and this way I get back on the horse and I keep Mm -hmm. making, you know, I start making those millions again. Is that a Western, is that a Western thing though? Like, is it like, what does money really equate to in a relationship? Like, what is that? I think it's less of a Western thing. I think actually much more so in Eastern countries, say in the Arab world, it's very much traditional where the man makes the money and the woman, in the Western world, it's very much shifting where there's a lot of guys, I even have guy friends who are like, oh, I don't care. I can make nothing. The woman makes more. I think the majority of women prefer to not be the breadwinner. And the majority of men prefer to be the breadwinner. The major- I would say the majority. I'm sure there are exceptions to the rule. Clearly, uh, you know, you, you claim not to mind. But you'd prefer probably if the guy made more, right? Your preference probably, right? Preference. I mean, I think I would prefer we both made a crap ton of money so that okay. we can retire and go okay. travel. We can go travel, go do whatever we want. But, but at, at a certain point, I mean, if I'm making a hundred grand a month, it does like, what does that matter? Like I, it again, but things change for women that get older who want companionship and who have been through, there's just certain things that change and no offense to your age, but as you get older, like you really start to appreciate that I'm getting closer to death. (laughs) (laughs) and if I if you get sick and like you know you your money's not going with you and I and I've already lost friends to melanoma I grew up in Arizona I lost a friend to melanoma a couple weeks ago stomach cancer I mean there oh there's my background you can see my little oh yeah behind the the scenes the red background (laughs) Um, big guitar big guitar player I see uh-huh i'm a musician Rolo's yeah. gonna get along with you also because of that he, he's he, yeah, yeah yeah i'm pretty sure he was in a yep. rock band back in the day he plays yeah i've i've seen him he's real good yeah so i don't know we'll, we'll see it's 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 an ongoing conversation but i understand where you're coming from as the man wanting to be the breadwinner i mean that's me i'm not saying that it has to be the rule but even you know rollo talks about this too and, and i mean this is just what would make me happy i enjoy being able to provide at the same time you know i don't want any gold digger but I want to be able to provide. So uh, mm-hmm. some questions for you. What do you feel that men are lacking currently? Say, say let's, let's discuss America as opposed to the entire Western world. What do mm-hmm. you think men are missing in the equation or the majority of men rather? 
the, the non one percent? Confidence, confidence, um, their ability to handle rejection. I can't even tell you the last time I've had, you know, a man approach me in a public place. Maybe if I'm sitting at a bar by myself because the rejection is, is smaller there. I think that men have lost the art of how to pick up a woman in person. Well, you give them because... the stink eye, Sarah. <laughs> you do that, don't you? They're about no, to I... see them hesitating. They're fidgeting and they're like, oh, I got to talk to her. And you're like, <laughs> oh, I go after, I mean, now I'm like, fine, if you're going to, if you're not going to come after me, I'm going after you. But, really? <laughs> and, and I think it's, I think that, and I think, I think motivation, I, I'm just not quite sure with porn and with video games and with all of the, the online technology, dating apps, yeah. dating apps, like there's, what is the motivation to get out there and, and create like hobbies and other things that you're doing and things that you're passionate about. And there's a lot of things that are wrong. I think we're losing, yeah, we're losing kind of like masculinity, but I don't know if it's their fault. I don't know if it's their fault or society's fault or not being raised by dads or we're kind of walking around with a bunch of sissies. <laughs> like, but it's confusing for you guys. I talk to men daily and they tell me, but it's confusing because if we approach a woman, then they, they're they so used to getting shot down because women are like, oh, me too. Hashtag sexual harassment. Mm. <laughs> like, you know what's well, funny about that? You, you know what's funny about that? Well, first off, approaching any woman is going to come at a risk. You know, you, the, the chance of getting rejected always gonna, is always going to be there no matter how, how good looking you are as a guy, how tall, how rich, how successful. Not every woman's going to want you. And... You can either be afraid and never approach anyone, or you can go and get out there and learn and, and approach. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. And the less you get rejected. I mean, if you're 300 pounds and you're a very ugly fucking dude, it's not going to be easy for you. But there's always right. somebody for anybody. Um, I mean, the dating apps are messing everything up for sure. But uh, you really, yeah, you got to get out there as a guy. And women are always going to appreciate masculine men as much as a lot of these women claim not to. I think the women that, that claim that they like submissive men are generally such masculine women themselves mm -hmm. that most mm -hmm. masculine men don't have the patience to put up with their shit. So they, mm -hmm. they use it as a coping mechanism to go, well, you know, I don't even like masculine men. I like nice, sweet boys that do whatever I say. No, because they're the only men that will tolerate your BS. That's it's really what it is, in my opinion. Yeah. And, you know, again, I think that I have to agree with with Rolo and some of the red pill people that I didn't know, again, when I was younger versus now, that that polarity, I used to think, oh, I want somebody who will go to the ballet with me. I want somebody who will do this with me. I want somebody who I have in common with. I want someone, you know, we can talk all night. And I'm like, no, I just want like some some good meat. <laughs> Go to work, <laughs> like get your job done, come home, we'll have dinner, we'll talk about things. But all that emotional, like gushy, ooey stuff, women need to remember that we were, we were, we had villages. We got, we got it from our girlfriends. We got it from our tribe. We got it from all these other places. I call my mom. I don't need emotional support. I don't need my man to be like Mr. Softy. And quite frankly, I don't want you to go to the ballet with me. If you're going to be bitching and complaining, like I'll go by myself. I'll go with my girlfriends. We don't have to like the same things in order to be a good match, like opposites attract. So I think we need to go back to that, that, and men also need to understand that if a woman doesn't want to go with you and watch five hours of football on a Sunday, that's fine. Go with your dudes. Let her be, let her go get her nails done. Don't preach. expect her to Fucking don't preach. don't expect her to go do these things with you because we have to have some sort of autonomy as a couple, or else you're not going to miss one another, and it's just going to be lame and boring. And you know, I'm sorry, but I want I want that exciting chemistry, and you only get that chemistry with opposites. Right. I've had I mean, the, so I've had the other chemistry, and, and it's 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 not as good. Yeah, it's interesting because some couples are pretty similar and they get along and some couples are very different and get along. So, mm -hmm. and, you know, on that end, I think, you know, space is important. I mean, at least for me, I know some people are happy working together. I don't really see myself 
doing too well if I worked with my wife. Because if I saw her all the time, I need space from people. There are some people I can spend a lot more time with than others. But if I was married to someone, I was having sex with the same person. I was working with the same person. I was living with the same person. That's what, a lot. You know, you know everything about them all day long. You can't come home after a long day and be like, so how was your day, sweetie? I literally sat next to you the entire fucking time. You know exactly <laughs> what it, There's no mystery. There's no wondering. You can come home after you had an incredible work day or you, I don't know, you closed some huge deal. Whatever the case is, you had something that went on that was incredible. You can share it with them and they didn't know. And now you're, you're giving them this, this news. But you can't do that if you're with them all day. So, I mean, some people like it. Some people love working with their, with their significant other. I don't know. I can't really. I could imagine yeah. maybe a side thing. Say she had... My wife was a, was a love to bake and I was helping her do that as a side thing. And I did it a few hours a week and we, you know, kind of partnered up on it. Okay. That's one thing, but to do something completely together, I don't know. For me, I can't see it working, but for some people it works. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever your dynamic is, some, some, some women might be more masculine, more feminine man. Like it, it just, whatever the polarity is that works for you. Mm-hmm. For sure. So, so what do you think in terms of women? Cause I asked you about what you don't think guys, what you think guys are missing out on. What do you think women can do? Oh, well, actually I meant to ask you something. Why do you think women often say one thing and their actions are so different? This is so common. Why do you think this is such a common thing? Give me an example as far as. Oh, there's so many. What they want uh, in a man or what, what they, they right, what they what they're looking for. They they'll say they like nice guys. And I have a difference between nice guy and good guy. Because I think women do want a good a good man, a man that treats them well, but not a man who, who's a carpet. So they'll say they like nice guys, but yet those are the guys they always friends of. You know, so when I was younger, when you don't know and you don't understand these things, you end up as that person. Right. When I was much younger, when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. you know, there were times where I got friend zone and I didn't understand why, you know, this has probably happened to every guy and you don't understand why. And over time you start to realize that you are becoming another one of their female friends. You just happen to have a dick mm-hmm. and you'll hear it constantly. You'll hear women talk about how they want this nice guy, but yet that's never the guy that they're sitting at home by themselves thinking about, you know? Right. And I think that's, you know, Rolo talks about this too. It doesn't, it doesn't hit you in the, in the, uh, the primal, your primal nature doesn't come out. You're, you know, you don't, you don't get moist (laughs) Mm -hmm. thinking about that sort of thing. The guy doesn't challenge you. There's no, there's no mystery. The guy doesn't say no to you. He just does whatever you tell him. You, you, yeah, you tell him how high to, you tell them to jump. He asks how high. Well, that's, well, that's codependence. So that's a codependent man. That's a man who typically was raised without a father who basically behooves him to do whatever that the wife wants because he was appeasing his mother as a child. Like, so I know a lot about this because I, I used to date these types of guys and, and it sucks for them because they didn't have like a strong father figure, like putting them in their place. Mm-hmm. So they didn't really learn how to set those boundaries. So I think women want a woman, want a nice guy, a nice guy to them is somebody who won't cheat on them. A nice guy is somebody who will, you know, respect them, set up a date, not sleep around. Right. But what they're, they're it's a fine line between somebody who's like a pushover and somebody who is still very masculine, but who's still going to be like loyal. Um, It's for you guys. It's really hard. It's really confusing, but it's it's just about, they are, Mm -hmm. but if you figure it, if you figure them out, if you, and if you work on yourself, like most guys, like if you work on yourself, like I dated, I've told you about this guy, I dated a great guy. He was, you know, an, an alpha kind of disguised as a beta, like he had all the makings of an alpha, he had all of the, you know, the outward appearances of a strong guy. But in the end, he was very emotionally fragile. Mm-hmm. Women are get turned off by that. So we want we are the emotional, we are the Let's emotional ones. This. Yeah, so we're we are the emotional ones, right? Like we are and, and Jordan Peterson talks about this, like our propensity to be scared of violence, be scared of perpetrators. Like as a woman, 
you just are, you're just walking down the street and you're like, Oh, dark alley at 12 o'clock. Like this is not a good sign. I don't think guys would feel very safe either, but you have, you have a little bit more physical strength. You have testosterone. So women are just high, more high in anxiety. And so we Mm -hmm. look to men, we look to you, most feminine women, we look to you to provide safety, to provide security, to, to bring that anxiety level down. So when you're dating a very emotionally charged man who is complaining about work, complaining about his boss, complaining he's not getting a promotion, oh, woe is me, the girls, uh, you know, I'm unlucky in love and it's all their fault and I just don't understand women, that kind of victim mentality, there is no safety in that because that means that I'm going to have to step up and I'm going to have to be your emotional a therapist or your emotional mm-hmm. guard dog. And that is, that is the polarity that gets thrown off. It's, it's not attractive. Well, that's, what's interesting is that a lot of women say that they love vulnerability. And again, going back to Rolo, cause this is all of what he talks about. It's like, he is, he's no, they don't savant man. They, it's so funny though. And I've learned this. You talk about understanding women. I don't think any man will ever fully understand women. Women. But I can say as a 28 year old, there are a lot of things that I've learned that I know are true. And I'm very happy I've learned that at a young age because there are men that are three or three times older than me that still don't understand certain concepts. Yeah. And I listen to what a woman does. It's not that I don't listen to what she says. It's that oftentimes I can read a girl, I can look at her and say, eh, what you're saying and what you actually want are incongruent. And I can see it. I can, I can look at you and see it. Mm. And I think you, you, for instance, Sarah, I think you, you know, I don't know you that well yet, but what you seem to kind of have that understanding, that self-awareness of what I, what I'm saying and what I actually want need to need to be similar. Mm -hmm. Uh, But a lot of women will say, Oh, I love vulnerability. I just want a vulnerable guy. You do until he's vulnerable. Mm-hmm. The only time I think a man can be vulnerable is if he's already built that respect where she really reveres Correct. him and sees him as a masculine guy Correct. who can on occasion in certain instances be vulnerable. And Rolo talks about this, but she feels that she is allowing him to be vulnerable. He's being vulnerable only for her and not for other people. So he's, he's on a very rare occasion really trusting her because he's so masculine that he's giving her that, that occasional uh, vulnerability. Yeah. But if he was yeah. to come home every day and go, you know, the work sucked and it's so hard and I can't do it. It's, it's not fucking attractive. No one wants that shit. Nobody wants it. But, but, no, women, no. Will, but women will claim otherwise. Women will say, oh, it's okay to cry on my shoulder. It's okay if things are tough. It's okay until she finds herself in someone else's bed. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, it's taken me a long time to get here. That's why I'm, I think men are resonating with me because I'm, I'm just kind of speaking the truth, but it's from personal experience and I'm, I'm okay with admitting my mistakes that I, mm-hmm. you know, I dated a bunch of, of sensitive guys and, and that was, and I wondered, you know, a year in like why, why I just was losing attraction and I had to like stop and take a moment to say, okay, maybe I don't want, this is, maybe I don't want this. This is, maybe I do want a man who is a little bit more stoic because I think, again, women are looking, they're confused because we're looking to you as our tribe. Like, oh, he, well, we can talk about anything and everything, but that's not, it's too much pressure. You're putting too much pressure on one person to, to make all of your emotional needs be met. That's not fair. And you need to go and, need to go out talk to your girlfriends and men need to go out and talk to their guy friends. i don't think women really want to deal with men's emotional problems I, and i it's not that they can't on occasion but you mm-hmm. look, look let's let's take things back a few i don't know a few thousand years i don't know how i don't know when the vikings were around mm-hmm. just picture a tall brawly six foot four viking with long blonde, blonde long blonde beard like in the show you've ever watched the show no, but Vikings, I mean, I've okay. loved a, 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 all of Game of Thrones. I'm into all you that. You think so. about just a big brawly guy, huge 280 pound guy, 6'4", right on edge. Relax, hook. Keep, keep your composure. <laughs> <Right>? but, just, 
big bearded guy, muscular, has all his armor on, a big sword, right? He's going and conquering countries. You think he's coming? And I'm sure he did. I'm sure he would go home to his wife on occasion and, and he would be stressed and talk about his issues. But he wouldn't come home sitting there sulking and crying constantly. I highly doubt it. Okay. And people, right. women might be like, that. what are Rafi? What are you spewing? We're not Vikings. We live in America. This is 2022. That's part of the problem. No, I'm not suggesting we go and conquer countries. The point is humans are always going to have a primal nature to some degree. Yeah. We've reformed. We've changed. You know, humans are, we're not, like I said, we're not going and conquering countries left and right. We've, we've become more civilized to a degree. The cost of that is we're trying to push the, our primal natures away from ourselves. And we need to understand that no matter how much we try to do that, men are going to have a certain nature and women are going to have a certain nature as a whole, as a, as a majority, there is, a, there, mm. there are always exceptions. Uh, but I think the majority of men will have a certain nature and the majority of women will have a certain nature. What do you think? Well, but yeah, I, I agree. And, mm. but then it's like, how do you get that message across to men who are, because I know a lot of men want to, to go to their woman and in my comments, at least, you know, there's the men like you who have kind of gotten it and who are strong in that, and that you don't blame. You're not like the red pillars where you're like, Oh, I'm going my own way. You know, M tower. And I don't even know what that yeah, movement is called. I wouldn't, you know what, I don't have anything against red pill. I think people misconstrue it because I, it, what, it, what's funny about this whole red pillar or my philosophies is I have no animosity towards women whatsoever i'm not bitter i'll say oh women suck and they just want to take my money I mean, yeah yeah there, there are women that i don't, I don't wouldn't want to be with there are women i wouldn't want to date but i don't necessarily have something against them yeah there are women i've met that i particularly care for but it's not that they're women necessarily i have nothing against i don't have this i don't look at it as this gender war where i'm like oh women yeah I just don't i think it's the more you can bring to the table as a man the easier you will the easier of a time you will have with the opposite sex you're, you're more fit. You can protect them physically. You're good in bed. You make great money. You have shit going for yourself. You're not on drugs. You're not constantly crying and bitching and moaning. You're going to do better than 99% of men right off the bat. Even if you don't have all those things, even if you have two of those things, but if you mm-hmm. have all of those characteristics, I mean, it's easy at that point. Mm-hmm. Honestly, honestly. And all these other guys are just sitting, sitting in the dark and they have no idea what's Truth. Well, there, there's some. They, they are looking for something or someone to blame, because again, accountability, taking responsibility for yourself and for your actions, is, is very hard to do. Versus, if you have an enemy and if you have someone to blame, then you don't have to look at yourself. Mm-hmm. So, for me, it's like my message. What I what I hope to do eventually is to turn this into some coaching and and help men kind of understand what women do really want and i think they 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 want a voice from a woman because you know i don't know why but i'm happy to give it to them um but i think what they need to understand is that the minute that you stop blaming the minute that you look within yourself and realize that this is the nature of women this is the nature of men and and you need to find other men to speak to because some of these men feel that they can't talk to men or women so they just go inside and that turn anger is turned into depression and and then we're in a, a cycle that we can't we can't get out of so for the men i just i want to tell them don't be angry you know Go, don't be angry that this is the nature except except that this is how that it is don't listen to what women tell you because they don't know sometimes what they want because they're confused. well that's tough because <laughs> well that's interesting i'm going to stop you there because you want if you want to be a coach you're telling them not to listen to you how does that work no, I'm saying most women. <laughs> I'm, okay. saying, I'm saying most women who aren't who aren't aware, or who aren't awake enough to give you this feedback. Right? Mm-hmm. Some women, again, the women that are telling you it's okay, cry. I'll love you. Be be vulnerable. I'm not saying you can't cry because your dog died a year from now. Like, please come here. Let's go. You know. But for men who are always looking to women for that emotional stability and then looking for that affirmation and women giving it to them, they, they need to take that with a grain of salt. Like, I want to be like the, the matrix, like the other, here's like the other red pill. Here's a woman telling you like what other women aren't telling you. Mm -hmm. Um, and apparently let's see how it goes. I, you, you've had, you have a brave future. That's for sure. (laughs) Especially with these Instagram followers. Holy shit. (laughs) 
Let me just let's just quickly, YouTube. Let's YouTube just, is hold next. On a second. Let's... I see that by the way. You're you're you, even that's growing. But hold on. Let's just let's just take a gander at this. Yeah. 53.6. Not too bad. Not right. too bad. It's the middle, what, middle of the, you got, the like, middle. You got like 5,000 just today. Well, the day tends to slow down a little bit because of um because people are working. So to the morning and the evenings are are when I'm seeing the the rise. Guess I got some reels to create this weekend. Wow, I'm going to be busy tomorrow. <laughs> Good. I'm, I don't feel bad for you. <laughs> well, Instagram is Instagram has made some I know you wanted to talk about this a little bit as well, but Instagram has released a couple of press releases recently and they're com- they're being they're formidable uh, as far as competing against TikTok. So your reels used to encompass like pictures and, and carousels, not anymore. Like when you go scroll on your for you page, what used to be TikTok, it's all reels now. It's all short form video. So I think if you're if anybody wants to influence right now on Instagram and they're on TikTok or they're on other platforms like YouTube Shorts, there's TikTok is the main platform for these shorts, you got to move it over because there's not going to be a time period. Like the growth that I'm experiencing right now will be short lived because it's going to get saturated again with reels because everyone's catching on. So there's not enough reels being produced right now. Mm. And I think that's what's happening. It's luck. There's not enough reels being produced. It seems like there's a hundred billion of them though. No, compared to TikTok, it's um, it's, it's not, nearly as much compared to the other platforms interesting so what do you what do you think you've done to be able to grow a channel in days so tremendously Uh, i think i'm i think it's controversial i think a woman talking about and plus you know i got two million views on a a video that was things that women want in the bedroom and things that men want in the bedroom i can't believe people aren't talking about that but and my and i'm and i'm using very specifically i'm using comedy and sarcasm with very serious topics to influence Mm -hmm. because that's Mm -hmm. my personality like i was a fat girl growing up so it Uh, like yeah 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 like it really benefited me to like work on my personality because I i didn't start getting male attention until I was probably like 25 real you know, guys like, like that, by the way, that's, that's a thing when you, when you were real male attention, when you were yeah. attractive, when you're younger and then you became attractive it, that you, women like you usually have much more of a personality because you had to, Yep. you know what I mean? Versus being I was that the hot girl. girl. Yep. I was a funny yeah. girl. I was like the guy, the girl that hung out with the guys in the locker room. Like I had to really develop. So that's why I think that guys resonate because I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm coming across as sarcastic and funny and they, they just, they just resonate with that. You, you're like a, bre- a breath of fresh air to a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. You're yeah, because on our side. You, you feel take, like you're on our, huh? Yeah. You can't take life too seriously too. It's like, we got to, you know, that's Seinfeld, the office. I mean, all these shows that are watched a lot by men because men are men to, and I love that about men. Like that's like the main thing, your analytical skills, and your ability your, your, to not take yourself so seriously, those are like... I think it depends on the guy, for sure. It yeah. depends on the guy. But um, And then women watch these ridiculous 90-day fiancé and The Bachelor. Dr- drama, essentially. That's mystery, another thing, by the way. Mystery it's, and fa- fantasy. Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, who yeah, is she going to choose? What's going to happen? Again, this if you're... Th- if Men, if you're listening... Women love fantasy. They don't watch porn, but man, do they read it. Mm-hmm. So if you can figure out how to create mystery and fantasy in your relationship by saying, be ready at seven, put on a dress. I'll pick you up. We're going out of town. I'm not telling you where you're going. Um, get in the car. Hot. Hot. Like she's wet in the car. <laughs> right? Where are we going? Where are we going? You got to tell me. I can't tell you. But, 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 but. Tell me what to bring, tell me a bit. I need a bathing suit. I need this. I need that. Like, and just pick her up. That's it. And that's also part of the leadership aspect is they're trusting you, knowing you can take them to some dungeon in (laughs) Mumbai. And they're like, well, I guess if I end up in a dungeon in Mumbai, at least my husband's with me. You know what I mean? (laughs) True story. Are we going to the dungeon in Mumbai again? Maybe. 
did I pack my lip, lip gloss? Like, all right, I'm good. You know, it's, you know, it's great. Know? Ran, Ranjeep, Ranjeep is by the, is by the dungeon door. And he said, hello, sir. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> we have, cle- we have kept it clean for you all this time. <laughs> Amazing. It's good, it's good. Love it. I'll be here all week. I'll be here all week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's very interesting though. It really is. There's, there's a lot to unpack. I could talk to you about this for four hours, honestly. There's so much to talk about. I think men really need to, they need to work on themselves because in a, in a, in a market in the kind of market we're in now where women have access to the most impressive men that they can look for, you know, so Mm -hmm. women have different women have different preferences, but all in all, there's a very small select group of men who get access to most of the women, whether that be sex or dating. Mm. And most women are going to be going for those men. You know, some women will go for the top 10%. Some women are very, very particular and will only go for the top 1%. And some women are much, much less selective. But generally, you know, the, the most universally attractive women will be going for the higher or the smaller percentage of men, while the right. other men are left with nothing. So my, my advice to men is not necessarily should you focus on making millions and millions of dollars, but try to be the most versatile and high quality person you can be. And that's not only in, in, in the physical sense, it's obviously, in, you know, mentally being the best you can be. And uh, you won't have it all. But uh, mm-hmm. you won't be sitting there with your dick in your hand in a, in a box of tissues for months on end because nobody wants to look in your direction. That's a yeah. very big advice for me, for, for men. Um, try to learn what women really want and, and try not to be, have animosity towards that because it, it's, it's, it's not going to get you anywhere. It's just going to make you angry and bitter. And nobody likes, nobody wants to be around an angry and bitter man. And then also, if you need to go to a therapist, like go to a therapist, take care of your mental health and go get outreach, go to a 12-step program. You know, I feel like men sometimes feel like they, they can't talk to anybody. And, and I get it. I understand. Um, but there's a lot of resources out there all of a sudden. I mean, we have resources for, for all of us. Um, and it, it breaks my heart that men are so much more susceptible to suicide, that men are, men are so much more susceptible to mental health issues because they don't feel like they have anybody to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, that goes to taking care of yourself, getting yourself to, to the most elevated status that you can be within who you are. doesn't matter what a woman thinks of you at all, because like once you reach that place, and I've, I've reached it myself. Like once you reach that place where you're so confident in who you are, you're so confident in your opinions and, and you've done, you've done your research, you've gone through the trenches, you've been through pain, you're unstoppable. And that quality in a person is very, very attractive, but you can't get that sitting in your mom's basement. You can't no, get you that. Can't. Like you have to live your life, make mistakes. Even I get rejected you know, maybe not from no. sex, <laughs> but you know, like even, yeah, like there's some, there's times when, okay, fine. Like a man may not be able to give me everything that I need and that's okay. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to give up on my values, on what I want, on the things that I'm going after, like stand strong in that. And even if you're alone for a year, two years or however, like just continue, just continue to make yourself a better person, continue to build your business, continue to build your social media, whatever it is. And the right person will come your way. Mm. Don't put the relationship, don't put the relationship as the center of your goal of your life. Like don't put finding a woman as the center because you're just going to push it away. Well, that's great. That's great advice for a guy. So what do you suggest for a woman? So Rolo real quick talks about how, you know, building a career shouldn't necessarily be a woman's first uh, or, mm-hmm. or biggest motivation because most, you know, most women would probably like to have kids in a family at younger age. So what do you suggest for women, especially for women in the modern data, in the mm-hmm. modern world who, who are very career oriented, but they don't want to, you know, they do want to find a guy. What do you suggest? They need to take time to learn about men like I did. 
they need to take a step back and not learn, not these dating coaches, these male dating coaches, right? Like the Matthew Hussies of the world and the, the, got the women that are getting advice about is that guy married by the way such an interesting dynamic what's up with that dude well he i think he is getting married but there's a lot of male there's a lot of male dating coaches that aren't married i mean my my rebuttal to that is like how many therapists do you talk to that marriage isn't like end all be all because there's a lot of people that are married that are freaking miserable and i talk to a lot of them (laughs) so i don't necessarily take advice from i take advice from people that have been through pain and that have done work to get to the other side. I don't care if you're married or not, because you can't force finding the right person. But what I will say to women is that when I stopped and learned truly how men work, how they think, why they pull away, why they are problem solvers, why they want to fix our problems, because that's how you provide, you want to provide solutions. You want to make our life easier it will help you to be less combative to a man because you're coming at me, you're giving me advice. And then my, you know, I'm getting offended. Well, don't try and fix my problems. If you understand that a man is, is his intent is really good. Then you become a lot more patient and you, and you realize I'm not going to pick this battle because he's Mm -hmm. just trying to help. I'm going to pick another battle. Okay, baby. Tell me, tell me what your advice is. And, and I'm going to hear it and I'm going to take it. And I'm going to say, thank you very much. End of story. So that's but women, no, I, well, I but women need to yeah. understand women need to realize that men are, aren't their nemesis. They're not their enemies. They're just built differently than we are. Mm-hmm. What's tough about more. Tell me what's tough. No, no, no. What I mean is I couldn't agree more with you. I just think it's very tough for a lot of women to just have the problem solved. They need to be heard. And with sometimes guys need to be heard too. There are times where I just want to vent to somebody, you know, and I don't necessarily, because I know what I need to do. I just want to go to a guy for him and be like, yo, that shit was fucking rough, man. You know, that totally. didn't go through, you know, but what's funny is I prefer to talk to a guy friend about it. Mm-hmm. It's not that I wouldn't talk to a, to a, my girlfriend or wife about it. It's that I, I don't know if she's going to necessarily have the same. And it's, I just like talking to another guy about it more so. Well, for um, example, that might've been a bad example, but for example, when I, I learned that there's this thing, right. That men need called transition time. And it's when you're coming home from work or when you've had, you know, kind of a busy, busy day, you need like 15 minutes just to decompress. Right. So my ex fiance would walk in the door and it was like, Hey babe, what are we having for dinner? What do you want this? What do you want that? We got to do this. Oh, we got to plan this of uh, the wedding thing. You know, it was like this. I didn't give him a minute to just like walk in the door and like chill. And if they learned that, okay, if I just give him 15 minutes, he will come back recharged, ready to go. Let's go on with the chores. Let's go feed the kids. It's like, there's just, you know, and instead of getting, instead of having, you know, animosity towards well he gets 15 minutes and i don't get 15 minutes what's the deal with that it's like well we're multitaskers by nature women are gatherers like we don't need that as much so get instead of resenting him you know use something and and i don't know have him have him do the dishes while you go freshen up because you want to get late or something like it's a give and take in the relationship you Mm -hmm. don't you're not going to get everything that you need. And just because you don't get transition time doesn't mean that he doesn't deserve it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to give and take For to be sure. a little bit more understanding. So that's what I would say to women. Just learn, just learn men. It's very accurate. So what do you feel? What do you feel like a, an ideal guy would be for you? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I, I really like, for me, somebody who has done, who has done a lot of work, who's very strong in their um, emotional maturity and who is very um, level-headed and and provides a lot of strength. Personally, you know, I have struggled for me with having safe men, right? Like losing a, a woman who loses her father at a young age, a man has to understand that I have some some daddy issues and that's just that just is what it is but the stronger that a man is and the more like fortified he is and his strength as a man that makes me feel very safe and very grounded um 
And so that's what I look, that's what I look for now is a man who doesn't play games. Who is like, I got you. I got you girl. Like who's very grounded in who he is as a man and has a, has boundaries, has, has high boundaries, even with me and can even stand up to me, stands up to other people really understands that, you know, when he, if he sees somebody on the street that is getting bullied, like I can count on him to go correct that situation. Right. So you want somebody who's very masculine, but will treat you with respect. Correct. Yeah. But who's also going to like call me and set up a date properly and say, I want to take you out on Friday at 7 PM. What's your schedule? (laughs) Some, some reverence as, as I am, because I would treat him as if as a king if he treated me like a queen, no doubt. If he showed me the utmost respect, he would get it back tenfold. He would get his sandwich made for him, taken to work. He would have dinner on the table. He would have it all if he treated me with respect. Sounds pretty good, eh? <laughs> good. I'm glad you agree. Many men, I, 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 I'm... I would be shocked if anyone, any guy listening to this does not agree with you. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the women listening, but. Uh, <laughs> I don't either, to be honest. It's not, but what's crazy is that women listening to this might get triggered. It's, you're not saying anything bad about women whatsoever. We are just trying to, to some degree, bring things back to the way they should be. And I think we both agree that there's nothing wrong with, wrong with a woman being independent. Just no. let the guy be the guy, man. Let the guy do his job. And if he can't do his job, then that's his problem. You know, yeah. he needs to be able to do his job. But if he can do his job, allow him to. You have to, you know, allow yourself to be vulnerable. That's what makes him happy. That's what makes me happy. I want to be able to be that person. So, you know, that's what it comes down to. And, and you guys are at your best when you have a woman behind you, like cheering you on and telling you that you're, you got this in your mm-hmm. You know, I think I personally have seen it myself where when I've given, when I've given men, even as their boss, if I, if I'm, I've, I've many men that have worked for me and they still love affirmation and validation and, and appreciation. It just makes it get, it's like a jet fuel for you guys. And more women need to understand that you get much more with honey then you get fire with men for sure you should call it tickling the testosterone oh i like that i like that i'll tell you what when we're all done here i'll buy you a nice big family-sized bottle of top shelf lube and i'll tickle your balls till your big meters stop and even then i won't i just won't do it you make it you make it real okay make it real give me a shout out i'll take it (laughs) it's not bad right no i like it Awesome. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me. I don't know if you want to go over some other stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking because there's so much to talk about. Because um, I know when we when we were talking, there were specific topics. Mm-hmm. We went over a lot of it, though. I would say we went over pretty much you know, most of the conversation, the topics that I was thinking of asking you. But I, you know, I know exactly what will happen. And when we finish the episode, I'm going to go, oh, I, I totally forgot how I meant to, you know? No, it's all good. We can have another one. Now Sounds that my good. schedule is, my schedule is opening up a little bit. This is, this is Oh, really? Fun, you have a little more freedom? A little bit more freedom. Fridays are my days where I start to, where I can do a little bit more of this stuff. Yeah, I'll be starting okay. the Patreon soon and starting to, starting to branch out, give a little bit more one-on-one with people on that Patreon I can't I can't answer back DMs and I can't I can't do all that. I just get too bombarded. There's just too much coming my way. I feel bad because people people mm-hmm. don't understand the amount of you know, you get you get thousands of messages a day. It's impossible. We can't keep up with it. So that's why we start these things with Patreons and you know, it's a smaller group of people that unfortunately like you have to pay for you have to pay for it because it's our it's our time. You know, I can't just give it out for free. 100%. So. And you should, you should, you're building a very impressive platform and you should be compensated. Um, when you're done with the Patreon, I, I want to see how you structured it in terms of the different payment options and what they mm-hmm. get in their, in their plan. Uh, you know, I'm, my, my channel, my YouTube channel is still quite small. So I'm sure people, you know, I want to have it set up 
So when things are bigger and I do have a bigger channel, I'll be able to do it because I, I know it's worthwhile. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Sarah Dunmore, thank you for joining. I hope you enjoyed. I had a great time. I did. As always, I love talking with you. Thank you. Awesome. All right, guys, subscribe, like, and share. Make sure to check out Sarah Dawn on Instagram, TikTok. She has a YouTube channel as well. Her All of her platforms are going to grow immensely, I have no doubt. And I look forward to you guys tuning in to the next episode. By the way, let's uh, we got to get Rolo. We got to get you on Rolo's show. Mm-hmm. And vice versa. Um, we'll, get yes. it. We'll, we'll do it all. It would be very cool to do the three of us, actually. He's, I'd love he's it. Something. Let's do it. All righty. I'll talk to you. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye.